when you struggle with whatever it might be, it's just make it to the end of the day, make it to the weekend, look forward to that vacation, that next raise, that next promotion, things will be better when, when, when. I was that same mindset. Welcome to Monday Mornings with Michelle, the new business podcast. Whether you're kicking off your day or kickstarting your business, Michelle is going to kick your ass into next week with the essential fours. Strategy, systems, support, and state of mind. Now, welcome to center stage, Michelle Nedelec. Hey there, peeps. This is Michelle Nedelec, and I am super glad that you're here with us today because I am here with my most amazing guest, Deepak Deepak. Thank you so much for joining us today. Hey, thank you for having me. Appreciate being here. Excellent. We're going to have some fun. So give us a 5,000-foot view of who you are and what you love to do. Yeah, well, I am a professional coach, a performance coach, and I love helping my clients so that they can be better versions of themselves so that that can translate to their sphere of influence, whether that be their family, their employees, you know, their community in general. Love it. So how did you get into that performance in particular? Oh, long story. I'll, I'll, I'll give you the brief version. So I, I, I'm, gonna, I'm a CPA. I'm an accountant by profession. Mm-hmm. You know, worked in corporate world for, you know, 20 plus years. I uh, went through some, I, I always struggled with some health challenges, you know, right since I was a little kid. But about eight years ago, it really came to a crest with uh, not only my autoimmune condition, but I also injured my back. So I couldn't do anything. I had no flexion. I couldn't bend over, couldn't tie my shoes. Uh, hard getting, you know, often on the toilet. But the real, the real thing was my youngest daughter was a baby at the time. I couldn't even pick her up. I couldn't pick up Aww. a 10 pound uh, baby out of her crib. Uh, so that was, so in, in, the, in my journey to heal myself, uh, you know, I came across a lot of things, a lot of self-development and uh, in healing my back, my cleared up my prime, mostly my autoimmune condition. Uh, the last, you know, 60 pounds of weight that I had been holding on to for years i i I was well over 100 pounds more than i was now at my heaviest but that last 60 pounds all melted away uh just by trying to heal my back and the strategies to heal my back so people started asking me like how'd you do it you know can i take you for coffee what's going on and the more i started you know just trying to informally help people i realized i like this a lot more than being an accountant so yeah about (laughs) Six years ago, I was gonna say that's uh, quite the stretch to go from an accountant. Oh, it is, it is. So, so about six years ago, I kind of started doing this as you know, sort of a you know, side hustle, you know, we call it evenings and weekends, lunch hours, etc. And been doing it full time now for a couple years now. So nice, I love it. So, performance coach, even from it sounds like the health side of things, how did it be? How did it twist into the yeah no great question so i started working with people who are like me so back injury weight loss etc you know kind of Mm -hmm. around those things maybe a little bit on the autoimmune stuff um as i've evolved myself as a person so let let me take a step back Mm -hmm. when you struggle many people can probably relate to this when you struggle with whatever it might be it's just make it to the end of the day make it to the weekend look forward to that vacation that next raise, that next promotion, things will be better when, when, when. I was at that same mindset. Once I came through my health journey and realized, why did I think that way? There's so much opportunity for me. Now, I don't know, nobody has to have the same mindset that I do, but I'm planning to be a centenarian plus. I want to live to 100 plus. And so all my decisions lead me to that goal. So as I expanded, expanded my philosophy, my mindset, if you will, 
my program and what I work with people changed. So when I say performance coach, that could mean everyone's going to have their own take on that. But basically people who want, you know, to be as healthy as possible for as long as possible. They want longevity. Not necessarily they want to be centenarians pluses like me, but they want to, you know, be as healthy right till the end days, right? Till 85, 90, 95, whatever it might be. So, so I help people in all aspects of their life. And that's what I mean by performance. Nice. I love that. So when you're working with somebody, what does that look like? What does it entail? Are you looking at food? Are you looking at behaviors? What are you? Yeah. So it's very all encompassing. So I work with people one-on-one. It's Mm -hmm. very high touch point, very individualized. So health, you know, is very individualized to people, you know, so I take a very customized approach. So there's seven big buckets that I, Mm -hmm. that I look at. So mindset and, and, and motivation is, is number one. We start with that always. Everyone starts with that. Uh, there's, you know, movement, which incorporates both cardio strength training, anything movement, uh, glycemic variable control, which is kind of the nutrition piece controlling your glycemic variability. There's environmental things we look at. We've got water, we look at air, we look at, uh, even a risk profile of like, you know, these are the things you like to do. You know, maybe it's, I'll just give an example, you know, it's riding a motorbike. Okay. Well, is that the best thing for your health goals? And if it's a non-negotiable, that's fine. How can you make it safer? How can we, you know, mitigate any risks that, that might come. And that also goes with, you know, the work that people do, relationships that people are in, et cetera. And then for those, and that's not for everyone, not all my clients go this way, but for those who really want to push the envelope that really want that longevity piece, there's tons of new science. There's tons of new technology that's out there. That's available for people. That's not your standard of care. Uh, You know, some people call it biohacking some people call it health optimization, but, you know, pushing that envelope with new technologies, devices, supplements, et cetera. And that's sort of the last piece. Very cool. So you said movement and I'm going, what? Like just moving my mouse and being on Zoom all day isn't <laughs> not quite enough. Again, it's very individualized. So <laughs> that's probably not enough for most probably people. Enough. Uh, but, you know, again, not everyone has to go run, you know, a marathon or do a triathlon. And actually, depending on people's situation, I would discourage that. But we do need people who are meant to humans were meant to move, right? To be constant Mm -hmm. movement. And maybe that just means walking for somebody. Very cool. So I know when I did my, um, I did my own kind of health challenge once upon a time and I looked at it and went, I want to do a marathon. I want to do a bodybuilding competition. And I started studying food and how it works and all that kind of fun jazz. And I kind of realized that there were three main, uh, what I called um, at the time, outlooks towards food. One was a Victoria's Secret, just don't eat anything. And (laughs) I'm like, no, that's so not going to work. The other one was a lot of marathoners I found were vegans and kind of the whole food and nutrition kind of aspect of things. And a lot of the bodybuilders, although still whole food, but um, obviously in building up the bulk, we're doing a lot of starch, a lot of protein, um, and then cycling. carb cycling to be able to kind of go with ups and downs. What is your philosophy on those? Because I know that two of those three, especially do not fit into the whole centurion outlook. (laughs) So, yeah. So you, you, you said three scenarios and those are three different goals, very completely different goals. So again, it depends what the person's goal is, right? So someone's goal could be, I just want to be healthier and I want to run a marathon. Or I want to be healthier. I want to be the fun grandma. I want to see my great, great grandkids and I want to live to 95. And I want to run a marathon. Well, 
which goal is more important? Because maybe running a marathon and train for that might not. If that's what you want to do, great, we'll work with it. But that might not be your the goal to reach your bigger overarching goal. So to answer your question, I know it's going to sound like a cop-out, but it really depends individually what people's goals are. If you want to be rail thin Victoria's Secret type of thing, you know, person, okay, you can do that. I don't typically tend to work with those type of people. If you want to be, uh, you know, a bodybuilder versus, you know, uh, a triathlete uh, or marathoner, those are completely different goals. So the way you're going to approach eating is going to be totally different. Um, but what I will say as a general philosophy, eat real food. That's, you know, I can't stress that enough. Eat real food, get off the unprocessed stuff. You know, there's a lot of, you know, I don't want to go down this route hole unless, unless you want to, but, yeah, sure, you know, but between, you know, the, the <laughs> vegans and maybe the, the keto or the, you know, or carnivore, which has become popular, et cetera. And they seem like extremes, but, you know, maybe only at the bell curve at the edges, but in the middle, it's eat real food. There's so many similarities between, you know, or paleo or whatever have you, you know, there's a ton of similarities and it's just the little edges that people get cranky about, right? <laughs> that that is a motif for life if you want to put it at that point good point exactly if only yeah. if only awesome so what are some of the biggest mistakes you see people making when it comes to like setting their goals and achieving them yeah so again i work with uh you know i kind of two main groups that i work with so sort of you know let's call it senior executives corporate role type of thing and then entrepreneurs you know they're successful entrepreneurs they have their own businesses uh, you know, usually have a decent size, uh, you know, I, I have had clients that have, you know, 5,000 people in their company or, you know, under them in their, in their, uh, in their sphere. So I think the number one thing is, you know, what, what I find with these two groups is that again, they tend to be not, not always, but maybe skewed to like, you know, eight, what we call a type personalities. They're hard chargers. I want to get stuff done. I'm crushing my business goals. I'm doing this. I'm going for the next promotion. I'm building my business, you know, wh whatever it is. And they put, and in that I see two things, either one, they're so focused on the financial building their business, et cetera, that their health is, they know health is important. Don't get me wrong. They know health is important, but they put it secondary. Once I get this, once I get that next level, once I reach, whatever the, the thing may be, or because they're so A-type in their business and and, 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 and work, they're also so A-type in their pursuit of the marathon, the triathlon, that they actually overtrain. They burn themselves out. Uh, I see that a ton and I have to like dial these people back. Like, what are you trying to achieve? Or, well, I'm, you know, I do this and this, I'm crushing them, but I don't really sleep and my relationships are kind of, eh, cause I'm so busy. Blah, blah, blah. It's like, okay, because I'm spending five hours at the, you know, at the gym a day. I was like, and I only sleep three hours. I was like, okay, is this what you want? Is this like your long-term? Cause like, if you're not sleeping, well, I'll just use a sleep as an example. If you're not sleeping well and you're cranky and your employees think you're a dick. Um, but yeah, you're crushing, you're, you're making your, your objectives, you're meeting your goals, but is that really what you want out of your life? What do you want of your company? Or do you have high turnover? Because, you know, because, and that sometimes comes down to, you know, inflammation and what you're eating and because you're overtraining, uh, you know, and that sort of thing. So it, I really got to look at people where they're at and what their goals are. And then we got to figure it out. Nice. Love that. So when you're working with people and you're looking at kind of all of these areas, 
is there kind of a stack that people want to look at? Like, hey, this is a foundation, you need this, and then, and then, and then, or is it kind of cyclical of we're going to work on a little bit of this and a little bit of that and then get more and more? Great question. So I like to start with, again, sort of the mindset and motivation, because I think that's the driver for everything. Mm -hmm. You're not going to make nutritional changes or anything else if you don't have it right up here. So that's the very first thing we work on. <laughs> Excuse me. Regardless of what people are coming with or how they think their nutrition is or whether they have weight to lose or not, that doesn't even matter. I like to have, uh, and I'm not, I'm not like a calorie counter type of coach or any, anything like that, but I do like to get a snapshot of a person's what they eat. So I, I do ask my clients to do just a two week log, not, so it's not overly burdensome or anything. I just want an idea so we can make some tweaks, maybe some easy wins. So while they're doing that two weeks log, I don't even want to talk about nutrition until that log is done. We focus on mindset. Now that doesn't mean mindset goes away. Then that's something that's comes in all the time. But again, it also depends what people's goals are. Again, maybe nutrition, we need to focus on that next. And maybe we gotta, we're going to focus on it for the whole time we're working together because maybe they're struggling. Maybe the exercise piece or the movement piece is the next thing we work on. Maybe it's other things. So it's really dependent. So again, I have this sort of framework that I work with, but it really depends on what the person needs at the moment. And that could change session to session as well. Love that. So give us an example of one of your Cinderella stories. Yeah, I have one client, um, uh, past client. Uh, you know, he was really kind of first came to me because he was intrigued with like that longevity piece. You know, maybe that biohacking, you know, that's a term that's been thrown around in the media for, you know, a couple of years now. What's what's that all about? Uh, you know, well, about the same age as me. He was a C-suite uh, executive in, in this particular case. Young guy, young family, you know, thought he was doing all the right things, you know, crushing it. Again, that A-type personality. So once we got working together, you know, and, you know, he had some sleep apnea, was on some medications, but otherwise thinking he's doing a fantastic job uh, and he's crushing at work and, and whatnot. So we started working together. One, you're overtraining. Like, what are you, what are you trying to do here? Like, are you, are you planning to do a race, a marathon, climb Mount Everest? No, I just want to be, you know, healthy and have a good physique. You know, it's like, okay, you have a good physique. You don't need to train that much. You're killing yourself. You're putting too much inflammation, too much stress on your body because you're overness. So we dial that back. Look at his nutrition. It's like, okay, you're, it's okay but let's make some small tweaks. And again, that wasn't working with his wife because she did the primary uh, cooking in the household for dinners and whatnot. And then, you know, what he's going to eat out when he's at the office or what have you. Let's make some just small tweaks, make a few substitutions so that you don't have to drastically cut anything or make major life changes. Just tweak a few things so that you're eating healthier and you're bringing down inflammation with you. So that's what he mostly came with, you know, what he wanted to work on um, through working on some breath work, Again, the nutritional piece, brain inflammation. Now we were able to get him off a CPAP machine. Uh, so that, that was wonderful. That was, that was fantastic. But at the end of the day, when it was all said and done of all the things we worked on, and, and this wasn't a state goal. I mean, we certainly worked on it during our, our time together, but it was never his primary focus. But at the end of the day, when we kind of did our, our outtake uh, as he graduated the program, he said the number one thing was you helped me with my relationships. Just oh. challenging him with... As, as we dig into things that why he had certain behaviors, some, you know, uh, thought patterns as we dug into them, but I'm not a therapist or anything like that. I'll just be clear with that, but just, you know, challenging with some thought provoking questions. We dug in and asked some more questions and, you know, he had some resentment towards his parents. Uh, and, and, and so he worked on those. So the relationship with his parents improved a lot, just talking about things like, Hey, 
when this happened when I was younger, like why, you know, and this is how I perceived it and et cetera. And then a byproduct of that also was just working on the relationship with his wife, which he was very committed to as well. So at the end of the day, he's like, this is the number one thing he helped me with was my relationships, which was nothing that we talked about in the intake or the first couple months that we worked together. So I, I thought that was amazing. Nice. I love that. And I was going to say, it is uh, interesting. I find the dynamics change when you start including spouses or business partners or like people that are extended, but obviously have a serious connection to somebody's success. How do you tend to deal with that? If say the partners or whatever, um, if somebody says to you, I don't think my partner is going to be receptive to that. I don't think my, whatever, if there's the individual has resistance towards it before you've even had a chance to talk to the. Yeah. Great question. So when we're, when I'm talking with like individual clients, again, especially more on the health side, try and get buy-in right away. So like, you know, in the, in the intake, you know, like, you know, in, in just using this example that I just shared, you know, like who does most, okay. My wife does. Okay. You know, have you shared that you want to be healthier? These, these goals, it, that might include also having the, her or him be part of the you know first couple conversations or, or maybe, you know, bring them in up to speed. I haven't had too many issues with people, you know, once they share, you know, they want to change things and, I want to have a little bit more broccoli than potato or can we buy, you know, the keto crackers instead of the whole wheat glyphosate crackers or, you know, wherever. Do they market them that way? (laughs) The glyphosate crackers. Um, I don't, I don't, I don't think they do. I think that'd be bad for business, (laughs) but, uh, but, you know, just making these small changes again, just to be move the dial a little bit. It's usually not that much resistance, you know, just using like coconut oil or, or a real olive oil as opposed to margarine or, you know, or some mm-hmm. seed oil or something, something like some small things. Mm-hmm. Uh, when it comes to like in partnerships and in business, you know, hopefully, you know, whether it be our spouse or a business partner or even maybe a sponsor or our boss or something, hopefully everyone's actually wants the best for us. Uh, you know, once it has their best intentions. So just being open with those people like, Hey, I'm trying this, uh, you know, maybe, you know, we don't bring donuts in every Friday for the staff. Cause I can't not grab one. Or maybe you don't bring in donuts. Can we try bringing in a fruit platter? Or let's bring in a, a healthy breakfast. Uh, you know, like, oh, maybe a well-rounded. I mean, there's some fruit, there's some eggs, there's some bacon. Maybe there's hash brown, whatever, instead of just donuts. And just have that conversation with your partner, uh, your business partner, or maybe with your spouse or whatever that looks like. Hey, we always eat this on Sunday mornings. Can we try this instead? You know, and just have that conversation. And I, I'm going to help them facilitate what that might look like. Maybe that's role-playing them how would you have that conversation with your business partner or your spouse or what what have you so i love that that's awesome so what are some of the stumbling blocks that somebody listening might be having right now and they're thinking oh my god deepak i need you so badly yeah it's a good question i think uh a lot of people so i live here in canada i won't i work with people all over i work with a lot of americans um a couple things i find that people more, I'm, I'm going to generalize a bit here and say mostly Canadians. I think, well, I pay my taxes. I will just go to the doctor. I'll wait seven months to take a test because that's what the system will let me do or what have you. You know, so I think it's it's the mindset. It's, you know, having thinking, have a growth mindset, have an expansion mindset, not a not a scarcity mindset. You know, go like it's a hundred bucks. Go get that test done. You know, and I, I'm big about, you know, quantifying and, and and that sort of thing for myself personally and for my clients. So I'll encourage them, you know, maybe you have to go get a, la- a lab test from the States or, or wherever that may be, maybe it's Australia, whatever, 
get things done. So just getting that mindset around like you are in charge of your health, not the government, not your wife, not your mom and dad, you know, because they told you something, you're a kid and you're still holding on to this. So just empower them to just have the right mindset so they can make decisions and go forward for what they actually want, what their intended goals are. So I find so often people say they want this, but then they put all these barriers. This is all just self-talk from themselves in front of actually achieving their goal. Uh, you know, I've seen it in business, see it certainly in health. So that that's number one is sort of that mindset. And then number two, you know, we've been bombarded for the last 60 years, 70 years with, in my opinion, flawed nutritional advice, you know, with bad, it was bad science then, it's been disproven now, and we still, it's just part of the lexicon of our society, and we're still going with it. So I just try and like break some of these myths apart, uh, and people like to, to, in, in, to educate people. So they say, that is not actually true. You know, like, here's the science, here's the, here's, here's the data from the last 10 years, you know, showing this, you know, like, will you at least try it? Just try it. I'm not going to, I don't put a gun to anybody's head, right? Do, you know, but will you at least try this and see how you feel? You know, maybe, maybe making this one change will make, help you sleep better. Maybe it'll, you know, help your sex life. Maybe it'll, whatever. Well, I'm sure uh, if you said that, think, everybody think clearly. <laughs> Well, you know, it's, it's yeah. interesting, like, you know, inflammation, mm -hmm. you know, uh, comes in many forms, obviously, but, mm -hmm. you know, a lot of inflammation can, uh, you know, affect uh, particularly men uh, down there. So, you know, if you want better sex, you know, clear, clean up a lot of things in your life, so, in your environment. Well, there you go. So I know somebody listening to this just going, yeah, okay, now I need you on speed dial. How did they, they're going to want more from you. How did they start their journey with you? Yeah, so it always starts with, you know, see if we're a good fit, right? So, you know, have a have a free consult, you know, a little discussion. What are your goals are? You know, what are you committed to doing? Uh, not only from a financial point of view, but also from like, you know, actually achieving these things, uh, these goals that we, that your goals that we're going to work set together, but then those milestones and not have those barriers come in. You say you want this, but then three months later, you haven't done anything. So I try and, you know, have that conversation up front so we don't run into a logjam. I want my clients to be successful. I want to work with successful people. So just have that conversation up front. And if we're a match, uh, we think we can work together well. And if we're not, that's great too. I can refer you to my, you know, huge Rolodeck of other coaches and, and, and referrals of therapists and what have you. Uh, and then if it, it works, we, we, we go forward. And my, my program is a, a year long program because you can't do health in 12 weeks. You can't do health in 21 days. It, I find for lasting change, both from the mindset and the physical, it takes some time to go through the entire, all those seven buckets again. So again, I tend to work with clients for a year or longer. Yeah, absolutely. So we will have your links and show notes in the in the show notes. <laughs> we'll have your links in the show notes. And of course, people can go to awarenessstrategies.com slash blog and look for Deepak or... Uh, coaching and performance and you'll find uh deepak's show awesome and is there anything else that you wanted to let them know any freebies anything like that we like freebies well again it'll be in the show notes i'd, I'd encourage people you know check me out you know check out some of my posts uh i'll just i'll just you know, maybe tease so this probably won't come out for a little bit here but i just recently i'm just actually overcoming the first time i've been sick in eight years so i mentioned earlier eight years ago when i had that back challenge and my autoimmune condition and everything i've since i in healing as i mentioned earlier as in healing my back losing the weight clearing up my autoimmune condition uh i have not had a cold of any sort of significance or anything in eight years 
and I just am overcoming it. Was it, Maybe it was COVID. I don't even know. I didn't test myself. It could have been COVID. I have no idea. But I bro have broken it down in a series of articles of actually I, what I believe resulted in. Again, inflammation, as I mentioned a few times in our conversation. So I would just encourage people to check me out, see what I'm doing on posts. Get a, you'll get a feel for me. Uh, and and they'll give you a feel of, you know, if I'm somebody you want to work with. I love it. So I have to ask you a signature question. At what point in life did you know that you were especially kind of crazy enough to think that you could become an entrepreneur? That is a good question. Uh, I mean, we all have our uh, imposter syndrome still, you know, even five, six years into my business now sometimes. But I think when it really came to, I guess when it really hit for me, like I started my business, I started helping people. Like I said, I, in my earlier in the story, I enjoy that more than being an accountant. But I think when I first really got those first couple of clients who like had real dramatic results, uh, again, those early clients were like weight loss and back pain and stuff. And they're like, oh my God, like, you know, like I've lost, you know, you know, I'm trying to think one particular 64 year old grandma who just wanted to be the fun, cool grandma who could do stuff with her grandkids. She lost 34 pounds in like six months uh, that we we're working together and just like, oh, my God, I went on the bike ride for the first time in years. And it's those stories that just like, yes, I'm on yes. the right path. I'm doing the right thing. Oh, I love that. <laughs> I love, that is awesome. Deepak, thank you so much for being here. I appreciate your time. I know how valuable it is. Any last words for our peeps? You know, Michelle, I appreciate uh, you having me on and uh, I, I look forward to, you know, engaging with any of your uh, your audience who might want to reach out to me, whether we, we work together or not. Happy to talk to people about uh, about their their health and their longevity. Nice. I love it. Well, and you can probably go to the Facebook group and actually chat with Deepak or just go find him and go and chat with him. <laughs> awesome. Awesome. Thank you, Michelle. Thank you. Peeps, this is Michelle Nedlek. Thank you for being here with us today. Be sure to subscribe to the show and join our Facebook group, Business Ownership Secrets to Scaling. We'd love to connect with you. Thank you for listening to our show. I'm all about being a resource center for entrepreneurs to give them the information and the support that they need to make it in business. As such, the notes for this show can be found at our website at awarenessstrategies.com slash blog. Be sure to subscribe, give us a rating, like five stars personally and share with your friends.